Jewish audio on Chabad.org. All right, Chavre, good morning. With the help of Hashem, we are starting the sixth Sefer, Sefer Hafla, the book of utterances. We're going to be learning today's three Prakim Ramim, which are Hilcha Shvois, Prakim Aleph, Beis, and Gimel. And let us start, Chavre, from the beginning, as the Rambam always does. In some nuschois b'shem Hashem keil oylam, the Rambam begins this sixth day for quoting a pasuk from Tehillim. Nidvois pi retzei no Hashem umishpatecha lamdeni Hashem, please accept with favor the offerings of my mouth, and that's going to be the key connection between the sefer haflaa, which is the power that we have by using our mouths and the consequences of what happens when we make a vow and an oath as we will be learning and teach me your judgments. Sefer Hafla is the sixth Sefer, Hilchois of Arba. The book will contain four large series of halachas and th- these are the four in their correct order. Number one, Hilchois Shvois. Number two, Hilchois Nedarim. Number three, Hilchois Nezirois. It would be remiss to quickly quote of the Rebbe, who responds to the famous question, why do we have Nezirus and Nedarim into two separate categories, when really Nezirus is just a subcategory of a Neder? Right? A person can say that bread of the world is prohibited on me. A person can say that the grapes and any grape part is prohibited on me. So Luchur, and the same thing with taking a haircut, same thing with Tuma. Tuma's mace is Asr Alai. Nevertheless, the way that Rebbe words it is that there are two ways that one will separate himself from a behavior that's not okay. And one is the Seder of Nadarim. Nadarim means that that item is prohibited. In other words, I know that there is a weakness in me and the way I resolve my weakness is by staying away from that. And the zirus, which is a concept of Kedusha, is staying away from something by elevating oneself, by remembering that there is a holy part within me, being that I'm a Nazir, to lower myself to this and that and the other. Anyways, that's why they are considered in two different categories. And the fourth, uh, larger halachas gedolos of this sefer will be hilchos arachim vecharamim gavaldik, which is already going to touch upon kachim, different types of vows, different words that are used when the person is pledging his or someone else's worth to be given either to the Beis Hamikdash or to be given to Kohanim. As we will see when we learn these halachas, we are beginning with hilchos voice. Says the Rambam yesh b'chalalon in the laws of oaths. Chamesh mitzvahs, five commandments. One of them is a positive. Not to swear falsely in God's name, as we'll see soon, at least beginning in the second chapter, that when we speak about shvois, especially the ones for which if someone violates or makes an oath that one should not make or breaks an oath that one made, there's going to be various punishments and penalties that they will only happen if Hashem's name was used in the oath. Number two, don't take God's name in vain, as we'll see soon. One of the categories of oaths is a oath in vain. Number three, that one should not deny having received something that was entrusted to him. And number four, and all of the unique consequences that you have for any oath that's falsely made in a denial of money that's owed. Now, money that's owed doesn't only mean a pekadim. The Torah actually explicitly at the end of Ayikra speaks about different ways. I think there are five categories of money that one can owe. And number five, in the positive, lishava b'shmoi be'emes. 
to swear truly, to swear Ba'emes in Hashem's name, does not mean that if you're swearing uh, truthfully, is it a mitzvah to swear truthfully? Or if you're taking an oath, make sure it's Ba'emes. We'll see more details as we unpackage this. So, Bir Mitzvah's Elo, Beprakam Elo, beginning with Pedic Aleph or Pedic Rishon. Pedic Aleph has 13 halachas. Bechlal, when it comes to the beginning of any series of halachas, no doubt the beginning is the most foundational because the Rabbah always goes, Min Haklal El Aprat. And it's Pashat, it's a Moedidik Aseder. Which you don't find in the in the traditional pentel the Rambam. You begin with the Mishnah. You don't know that there's a Shema. You don't know what the Shema is. You don't know in the Mishnah. Rabbi Noah purposefully organized it that way. Here, let's begin with the Seder. Now, the fir- first chapter is Pashat going to share with us four different types of oaths. And we will always fall back on them. We will always be using the name. So it's very important to chazer and to remember the four types of oaths. Uh, let's begin with halacha aleph arba minei shvuas heim. There are four types of oaths. Here are the words shvuas bitoi. The word biti means an expression. A person. That's the whole koyach of an oath. Is that not when we have something in our lave, but that which we have in our heart is verbalized and expressed in a certain way. It has a gavaldik koyach. It affects a din in the Torah. And all of these types of oaths. As we'll see in a moment, is in the category of shvuas bitui. The second category is called shvuas shav, right? An oath, as the Ramam spoke out in the intro, in vain. The third category is connected to shvuas hapikadin, an oath that's related to a denial of a pikadin. And the fourth category is shvuas haedus, as we'll see. If someone was told, please testify on my behalf, and you, Taka, have testimony that would benefit the person who's asking you to, to come to Beisden for him or for her, and you not only deny duvesnish that you don't know, which is not true, but you take an oath that you don't know, that will be the fourth category of shvuas haedus. And let's begin with the Seder. Says the Rambam in the beginning, the first halach, shuas bitoi. Again, the word bitoi means an expression. Shuas bitoi he shenem It's regarding such an oath that the Torah is referring to. And here we are quoting a psukim towards the end of of, of Parshas Vayikra that oy nefesh kisishava that if there'll be a nefesh, interestingly, a, a, not a person but a soul that that will swear. Or you can say that in the Torah, nefesh chayi means a person. A person, kisishava levate bisvasayim, a person that will take an oath expressing, and here the expression is verbally or literally with one's lips, either lahara or lahetif. Literally means to do harm or to do good. And we'll see to do harm, God, God forbid the person is saying, I'm going to, I swear I'm going to hurt you. We'll see swearing in the negative, swearing in the positive, as the Ramam says, that this was bitui could happen in one of the four ways. Really, this, in other words, the shvois, the four subcategories. Now we're going into sub-subcategories. It's And from the four, really, it's shtayim lahaba ushtayim l'sha'avar. For example, shenishba al-davar sha'avar, a person is taking an oath regarding the past, whether he's swearing that it happened, that it was done, or swearing that it was not done, or same shvuas bitoy, taking an oath regarding something that will happen. Now, how do I know what's going to happen? Because I'm speaking about me. I will do, I won't do. That sheyasa or shalayasa halacha beis. The ain shvuas bitoy nehegis. This whole category of shvuas bitoy is only applicable elabedvarim sheefshar loy laasoisan regarding to deeds. That's within the person's koyach to perform them. 
both in the future and regarding the past. For example, let's go to the past. I'm not swearing about something that wasn't within my realm of doing. I'm speaking dafka about something that was within my koyach to do. It's all about me. In other words, I swear that I ate. That's called the shvoz bitui. I'm expressing an oath regarding something that I have bekoichi to do in the past, either that I ate or shezorakti evan layam, that I threw a pebble into the sea, or shediber ploini and ploini. Here I'm speaking about something in the past that I didn't do. Someone spoke to someone. Oi shaloy achalti, oi shaloy zorakti evan layam, oi shaloy diber ploini and ploini. That's regarding the past. Actually, the Ramam is making it clear that regarding the past, it doesn't have to be about something that's bekoichi lasos. It's just a fact. Either it happened or it didn't. Now, here by the Lahaba, very good. The Ramam will not give an oath about something that someone else will do. That's the point. Because how can I swear? It's not in my power. So by the Lahaba, that's where it's about me. Either that I will eat. I'm swearing. I swear that I will eat. By the way, there's a nuance. You've got to use God's name and many other nuances that we'll learn in the next chapter. I will throw the pebble into the sea. Or regarding a negative, negative is I won't eat. I won't throw the evan layam. So that's all shvuaz bitui that has in it, like we said, arba chalakim, which is shtayim lahaba and shtayim l'sha'avar harel, or shtayim l'sha'avar and v'shtayim also, everything is meduyak. That in the beginning, the Ramah mentions when he makes the sikum at the end, he goes in the opposite order. Obviously, there must be a reason. Now, nishba alachas mi arba machloikos elu vehechlev. Vehechlev means it's the opposite of what the oath was. For example, shenishba shelo yoichal. Regarding the future, I swear that I will not eat. Let's say I say I will not eat tomorrow and. Va'achal, and the person actually eats, or whether it's the past, Sha'achalti, I swear that I ate and really I didn't. Harezu, what is this called, guys? Not, not called Shvuashav, it's very important. Shvuashav will be the second category. This is, this is not something that is known here by the Shekin. We discover later that it's not true. That is now called a Shvuashekir. In other words, a Shvuas Bitoi can turn into a Shvuashekir. Which is a pasuk in Pashtas Kedoshim, again, that as we'll see in a moment, all of the penalties and punishments only will be applicable if a person uses Hashem's holy name. And as we'll see also today, at least the way most understand Shito Saraman, which is important, that when a person takes an oath, even when the person did not use Hashem's holy name, which is a lot better, and it's God forbid, Sheker, they're in violation, but there won't be a punishment. We'll get to all these details later. Okay. Now, if indeed this happened, God forbid. So let's go. Guys, remember for every one of these four categories, there's going to be different punishments and penalties. So, what's the big chiddish? We didn't learn, not that long ago, we learned in the Gemara. No, generally, the rule is you're only chayv malchus. For, for a love, sheyesh boy maisa, and normally you should know that in halacha, akimas fasav, normally, loy hava masa. When it comes to an oath, there's no debate. Everyone says, yes, a shvuas sheked, which is a shvuas bitui with God's name and false. Bemezid, as we'll define bemezid, you're going to be chayiv malkis. The limud is, because it says in the Ten Commandments, ki Hashem, Eis Hashem, Yisah, Shmoy Lashav, that God won't be menakeh. So the Chazal say, based in Shalmaila, ain't menakin. Menakin means 
punishment. But based in Shalmata will be Menachem. How will they be Menachem? They'll give them Malkus. Why will they give Malkus? Because he violated the law. I, there is no real Misa. Here we say, that's why this Fosayim, you said something with your mouth that was not Emes. Okay. Just another nuance. Notes, when a guy swears regarding something that he won't do in the future and then he does it, there, there is a Misa. But we're saying no. We're saying that, first of all, even in the future, I can swear regarding, I swear that I will do, and I didn't. I'm being punished for my Shvua. Certainly, Lisha Avar. Okay. When, when is the when he said it? That's the big question. In other words, just in this scenario that I gave. In all cases, you're, you're getting punished for the Shvua. Very good. Getting punished for the Shvua. Yeah, Correct. Even in that case. Now, if... Bishoigeg, guys, we're going to define a lot today the meaning of Shoigeg. Then you have this very unique scenario where a person brings a carbon oil of Let me just tell you the Chiddush. First of all, the general rule is carbonates are brought for violations. Bishoigeg, if that violation, Bimezid would have carried the penalty of Kadis. That's the Klal. Here's another exception. First of all, Klal that you get Malkus. Number two, that there's no Kadis. You take a use, God forbid, you, you, you know, you use God's name in vain, you, were, you, you swore falsely, that's the love. There's no cutters for that, nevertheless, you chayiv a carbon. And another thing, that, it's not that rare, but it's quite rare. Normally, when you bring a chatos, you bring a chatos kavua. Furthermore, even in the few carbonis where Hashem makes a difference between whether you're wealthier, animal, poorer, birds, here there are three levels in poverty. That's called the carbon it's a adjustable, adjustable according to the afforded, to the financial status of the person. And there are three madregas. You read it at this psukim at the end of Ayikra, Rakizba, which is the wealthiest, the animal, the normal. If not that shteitoidin, birds. And then if not, if a person, God forbid, is so impoverished they can't even afford that, as defined clearly in halacha, then the person brings a asidus or eifa of soilus, which is fine wheat, flour, in that amount. Shinebaras, it says, mimenu, the words vinelam Im, Im, implies that this is brought because there is a shoigig of a lack of knowledge. Later, so have, they, here you have the three levels again, a kizba, or, God forbid, poor shteitoidim, or impoverished, dasidus or eifah of soilus. Okay, that's category number one. Category number two, shvuashav, a oath in vain, not false. False is that no one knew. It's not, it's not you do a lakoil. It turned out to be false. It turned out even in the past. An a, a oath in vain also <clears throat> will have four sub-sub categories. No, but there was no point of making it. For example, a person swears on a man that this is a woman. You, it's not sheker. Why is it not sheker? Of course it's a sheker. But it's Yudu Alakoil. That's the chil. Everyone knows. People are looking at me over here because we're learning this in Tavshon Pei Beis. That Amam wrote this when the world that we have was not even in the imagination. Va'alo isha shu ish. Yudu Alakoil. Or another example. Va'al amut shol shayish. You have a pillar of marble and you swear, I swear, again, God forbid, with God's name, that it's made out of gold. In other words, you're, you're swearing something even though it's shekered, but since it's Yadua Lakoil, your oath is not accomplishing anything. In first days, that's why it's called in vain. Or, same but different. 
Different but the same. You are saying the Emes, but there was no need for the oath because it's known already. For example, you're swearing regarding the heavens that they are heavens. You're swearing regarding this heaven that it's an heaven. I swear that two is two. It's Yadua Lakol in the opposite direction. Why are you swearing? And don't forget, we are always speaking about swearing using God's name. Why, why are you doing that? There's no need for that. It's called in vain. It's Lashav. So just also to point out that this Nechlekes La'arba is about the positive and the negative. In other words, the two, the two sub, sub, sub categories is that Shav, a man is a woman. But a man is a woman, a woman is a man. That's two. You understand? And, and the same thing is in the other category, something is or something is not. Something is or something is a In either direction. Now, third category, Shlishis is, uh, the th- I'm sorry, the third, the third type of Shuashav. So, something that's Yadua Lakol, that it's fake, right? Number two, that Yadua Lakol, that it is what it is. Number three, this is all in Shuashav, Shenishba Levatel HaMitzvah, a person takes an oath that I will not fulfill the mitzvah. Being, as we'll explain later, there's a concept called En Chala Al Shuah. We are all mushboim vo'imdim Sinai to keep the mitzvahs, unlike a neder. A neder, since it's a whole different type of vow, could be chal levatala mitzvah, and you have to do atwaras nadarim, because a neder is like an iftzachhefzeh. The tefillin is asr on me, that I have the right to do. But that I swear that I won't put on tefillin, I can't. I already swore that I will put on tefillin. So it's not just that the shvuah was not chal, it was a shvuah in vain. You use God's name, and it was in vain. Or a person now in the positive swears that they will fast on Shabbos. And as we know that it's Asur for a person to fast on Shabbos and Yontav. Here it's interesting because that's already connected to, you can say, Medivri Kabbalah, right? You have a Chiyav to be Mesaneg. Uh, you don't have in the Torah such a Pasuk, still I'm already obligated to eat, it's also for me to fast, and therefore my oath, not only my oath is not effective, as we'll see, you don't have to be mattered the oath, but you took an oath for something that's not Shaykh, so it's called an oath in vain, and Halach is Zion, now guys, we are up to the fourth sub-sub-category in Shvuashov, Shenishba al Dover she'ein koyach I swear, it's also called in vain. It's not happening. That I'm not going to sleep for three days, but three days means Gansa days, 72 hours. That's the Gemara we just learned that long ago. I, by Simchas Beis HaShe'eva, they were dancing the whole time. Yeah, so the Chazal say they were taka dancing, and while they were dancing, they were sleeping on the shoulder of the guy in front of them. Because it's not possible... To not to go for 72 hours with not even hopping a dremel. And that's the mucker for some communities that when they dance around the bima, you look at it, you don't call that dancing. They're barely moving. Why? Because if not, how can a guy sleep? If you're dancing, dancing, it's not shy. It's a haray that over there, it was as a interesting type of dance. It must be. Oi, 
Or, Guys, we're not speaking about drinking, we're speaking about eating. A person says that I will not eat for second consecutive days. Even though that there's another girsa in the Gemara about uh, three, not seven. But, uh, you know, first of all, it's, it's the wrong girsa by the very fact that, for example, uh, uh, Esther HaMalka said everyone, that a person could go three days, day and night, without eating and drinking. So what's impossible to seven days? No, but since it's impossible, you're not breaking your oath. The oath from the outset was not hal, but since you use God's name, you made it all an oath in vain. Says that Ambam, now let's go to, pe- to, to, the pun- to, the, to the penalties, to the punishments. So remember, when it comes to Shvoz Bitoi, which is then Shvoz Sheket for Shvoz Bitoi, the Mezid Malkis, Bishoigig Karban Oil of For this category of oaths, Kolanishba Shvoz Shav, Ma'arba Shvoz Elu, first of all, he's Oyven, on what? Not on the Pasuk in Kedoshim where it says, Loisi Shavu Bishmi Lashaket. No, no, here it's different. Here they're violating a specific Shvoz Shav, and that's in the Aseres Adibris. Now, by the way, here, all, here is Taka where you have the Pasuk, the same, the same Limud, Chazal say, So here also, if you did it, again, an exception, that for words, Yechayev Malkus. Unlike Shvua Sheker, for this, you're going to be pater miklum, which, by the way, this fits the cloud that Allah for which Yechayv Malkus b'meizim b'shoigik cannot chayv anything. Halachiches, third category, which is called shuas apikadin, shuas apikadin keitzad zokter ambam kol mishish mamen chaveri beyadai. If I am holding on to money that belongs to someone else, and even though we are using the words pikadin, which is a, a an example of how will I have that which is yours because you entrusted me to be a shaver. That's one of the many ways. But it's not only on such a case. Bain bepikadin could be that you lent money to me, or God forbid, I stole it from you. Or I'm withholding your wages. That's called ashokoi. Or I found an aveda. And even though I, there are some on him, and therefore I'm obligated to return it, I'm not returning it. Or it's any money that is yours, that it's an under my dominium, under my, uh, under my roof, my possession. And the owner asks me for the money. And step number one is I deny it. So before, prior to taking an oath, and what's the law? It says in Kedoshim, don't deny. And here we do follow the general clause, the general rule is that we don't consider so therefore, even though a person violated the law, which is horrible, but ain't loikin alav zeh. But let's go further. So watch was that if it didn't stop by the denial, but if the person then to back up his sheker, he added an oath, now it's a lot of love. And this love is, an, is a Pasuk in Kedoshim. In other words, each one of these categories so far has a separate love. As it says, Says that Ambam zu hazara le nishba al kfiras mamain, and veshvu azu hiyanikras shvuas apikaden. Even though, as we just mentioned, it's koilol milva and gezel and oishek and aveda, right? But it, it's called shvuas hapikaden. 
Okay, now let's go to punishments and penalties. Okay, what will be if someone did that, did, took such an oath? So we said, for the kvira itself, there's going to be no malchus. But if a person added an oath, first of all, you owe the money. So pay back the money. But here, not only do you pay back the keren that you denied, since you took an oath, you have to add the knas, which is a halachic fifth. And the way we measure it is that if the oath was regarding a denial of $100, even though we all know that a fifth of 100 is $20, but that when the trader says a fifth, it means a fifth milabad, which means it's $25. How is $25 a fifth? $25 is a fourth. No, when you have $125, 25 from 125 is a fifth. Okay, you add an end, listen to this, you bring a carbon. Now, all of these punishments here, here we do not differentiate. There's a lot soon about shoigig. We'll clarify that in a moment. Just first the words. As it says here, that's, that's the, the, this is the parsha towards the end of Chumash of Vayikra. That when a person, God forbid, will deny regarding an obligation. And here the Torah actually specifies various examples, whether it's a pikadin, whether it's a sesumas yod, whether it's bigazel. Which means you bring a chayiv or carbon, and there the Torah also speaks about a chaymish. And since the Torah does not use the words vinela, Right? We learn from that. L'chayiv shoigig kemezid. Shoigig will be defined in a moment. Halachayut. Vahu, one thing. Even though it sounds like you're always chayiv. No, 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 no. Let's go put limits to all of the above. Vahu sheyazid bapikadin oibamamun shenes chayiv, boy. This is when a person, let's go, yazid bapikadin means when you gave me something to watch for you, some people say, no, I don't want to watch it. It has to be someone that, first of all, in the beginning, the obligation came about willfully. I was masking to be a shamer. Number one. Number two, very important, when I took the false oath that I have nothing of yours in my possession, at that moment, I knew that I had it. If I didn't know, we're not even going to call that a shaygig. We have to get used to these uh, labels. V'yeda boy b'sha'ashvua. But avalim shagag v'shachach sheyeshle etzli mamen v'kafar v'nishma. Guys, even though normally you call this a shoigik. In other words, when I was taking the oath regarding any of the above uh, five examples, at that moment, I mamish thought, I don't have it. I don't know you. I did not withhold you. I didn't find your Aveda. If I took, and I, I shouldn't have taken an oath, but if I did, then I became aware, oi gewalt, I do. Hareza onus upaten miklum. That's not shoigik. So when we said, yachayev al shoigik kemezer, it's not shoigik that you didn't know that you owed the money. Another interesting halacha. Not only if, the, if you didn't know about the Metzias, do we call it here an oinus? If I didn't know the din at all, I didn't know that I'm not allowed to take a false oath. That lack of knowledge of the din, unlike Hilcha Shabbos, for example, Shigega Shabbos, means I don't know. I don't know the din. I don't know that it's Shabbos. That's called Shoigig, not over here. That's called Oynus. Hadeza Oynus Upatras. So now the question is that Amam wrote at the end of Alachetes, since the trader does not use the words vanilla regarding Shuas Apikadin, we don't, we're not Machalik being Shoigig Lamezid, both times you're Chayiv. So tell me what's the Shoigig for which you're Chayiv? Keren, Vachaymish, Vachasham, Imkain, Yud Aleph, Heichishin, Gashuas, Apikadan, Kigoyne explains that Ambam, Sheshenelam, Imenu, 
the person simply did not know im chayavin olav karben nimlav. Person didn't know that. Actually, if a person is a little bit learned, he would presume he's not chayiv a carbon because normally, again, you only chayiv carbon for a lav sheyesh boy ma'isa, and normally hakim asfasov lo yavamais. But he knew that it's aser. Not only did he know that it's aser for him to swill forcefully, he knew that he has that money. Vishiyesh lo yetslimamin. Shogig only means I didn't know regarding the penalty of a carbon. Zuish gigasa. And what happens? Kerem, Chaymish, Va'ashem. What's Zadim? Zadim means you knew Yechai Va'karven. Oichet, Kerem, Chaymish, Va'ashem. So this is the first of the four. In other words, in the third category, Shur Sapikadim, interestingly, we're not Machalek at all. Ben Shoigig, the way it's defined, Lamezid. Shvuas Bitoi, huge difference. Right? Mezid, Yechai Malkes, and by Shvuas Bitoi, Beshoigig, Yechai Va'karven, or Leviyadit. By Shvua Shav, Bemezid Yechayiv Malkis, Beshoigig Klum. Shvua Sapikadin, same halacha as Shoigig is defined. And now, guys, halacha Yud Beis, we're finishing this Pedic, but this is so foundational. This is the fourth category of oaths called Shvua Sa'edus. A oath regarding testimony, meaning, Ketzet, Ha'edim, Shayodu, Edus Mamet. When witnesses, we're saying Dafkan plural because it's someone. Or a scenario where if the Edim would have come to court, their testimony would have helped someone. It would have moved money. Like, for example, Reuven tells Shimon, Shimon, you owe me money. Shimon can be a kaifer hakel. He won't be chayv ashvua, right? I'm yad rabbanan. He won't be chayv ashvua. But if Reuven has two Edim, and they saw Reuven lending money to Shimon, if they would come and testify, he would get the money from Shimon. So he tells the witnesses, please come to court. They deny Step number one is But Reuven says, no, 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 you know, you know. So they say, no, we swear we don't know. That's called Shvuas But the key is, guys, just remember, it's if they would have said the truth, in other words, if they would have come and testified, their testimony would have been effective in moving money. Okay, so now, good. What's the punishment for doing that in, in, in falsely? Here again, like Shvuas Apikaden, we don't, we're not Machalik Ben Shoyig Lamezid, but interestingly, not Malkus, like Shvuas Bitui, like Shvuas Shav, not even the carbon Ashram for Shvuas Apikaden. Here we go back to Shvuas Karben Oil In other words, the same penalty you have, guys. For swearing a shvuas bitui la sheker b'shoigig carbon oil of you're going to be chayv by shvuas seedus bein b'shoigig bein b'meizid. Okay, bein shoy mezid and b'shoy shoigim. Shenemar as it says also at the end, it's all together in the end of Ayikra. V'nefesh kisechta v'shama koil olav who ate. And since again the trader does not use the words vanellum, that means that the trader is not going to differentiate. And in both cases, the chayv alas zodim kishgaga. But here again, the Ramam will define shgaga as he defined it by pikadim. So you have a very unique definition and limitation of a shoigik. So you take a chayv v'shoigik carbon oil v'yoyit. However, keitzad shiga shvuas edus kigoyin shenellum emenu shechay. They did not know your chayv or carbon. But when they took that oath, they, it must be they knew that they know information. And they knew, therefore, that they're not allowed to take such an oath. They knew they were swearing falsely. They just didn't know the punishment. And that's a false. So what's Pshat Zodin? Zodin means not only that they know that these Adam know their law, they're swearing falsely, they knew the punishment. In other words, Avalam Yadash Yasura. If they didn't know that it's Asur, 
which is very rare. You know, people are born with that knowledge. But they didn't know. They were raised amongst people who had such a culture. One second. Or, that's better, more common. They push it, forgot. No, it's, you're telling me I should testify for you. I don't remember. I, I don't remember. And that's what I'm swearing. I don't know Eidos. And at that moment, Itaka did not know Eidos. That's called anointness. So each one has its own penalties and punishments, but at least when it comes to the laws of Shavuos, the definition of Shoigig means I knew that it's Usr, I knew I'm saying something false because I remembered the Metzias, I simply don't know the, pen, the punishment that the trader is given. I thought that I won't be punished at all, when really I'm going to be a Chayver Karb.